0: Relax. You're quite safe here. Good <laughs> evening. And welcome to Rock Strikes! 10.
1: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, especially everybody who does that. Of course, thank you to all the real friends of Rock Strikes 10. Ah, uh, It's nice to know that there's at least a few of you out there. I can't believe it. I feel like I just did one of these despite the... A little delay there earlier this season, but it is time for yet another episode of The Fallen of 2015. I can't believe it. There's actually way more than 10, so there's a whole other show coming. Maybe not after this one. I need to take a little break in between the death shows because it's just way too heavy. and It's always a bit of a downer, but I can always guarantee you there's going to be some really cool and interesting music. ...on these episodes, or else I wouldn't do it, you know, and uh, much respect to all these guys, it's, for those of you who may not know, anybody that has contributed to music whatsoever, and whether they're a musician, singer, songwriter, producer, if you made an impact, especially on me at some point, or maybe you didn't, maybe I just learned about you after that, uh, but I I definitely want to pay my respects and put you here in the list of amazing people in the Fallen series. Alright. All that being said, let's just get to the music here. <laughs> Obviously my way with words is missing today. Uh, but the first guy we're going to talk about here is a gentleman named Mats Olaussen. Or Olausen. I'm not quite sure. He's a Swedish guy. And he was a longtime keyboard player for Ingve, Ingve J Momstein Uh, He was in the band for quite a bit, actually, from 1990 all the way through 2000. Literally, all of his studio albums, all the tours, he did all of those things. So, to be able to write and perform and tour with Ingve, you have my respect. Not just because you're obviously a great musician and are good at your craft, but you must have tremendous patience. (laughs) Yeah, that all being said going to play you something by Ingve. This is off of the first album that Matt's appeared on. It's an instrumental at the end of the Eclipse album, and fittingly enough, it is called Eclipse. Here you go. Right, there you go kicking off the show here today that was Ingve Momstein with Eclipse helped out there and and definitely going to town that was the late Mats Oleson there on keyboards. Mats died on February 19th this year he was 54 years old no reason given but rest in peace Mr. Olison. Yes what better way to memorialize somebody than to probably really butcher their name but my heart is in the right place I promise you this. Alright, moving on here. Uh, This name is very easy to pronounce. I'm going to play you something by a guy named Chris Rainbow. Obviously not a household name, but Chris was a hell of a talent. Good singer too, and uh, so much so. And this is a guy that definitely didn't use any slouches in his act, but uh, did uh, quite a few lead vocal tracks for the Alan Parsons project. So that ought to give you an idea of how talented he is with his vocals. Uh, But the guy also had some solo stuff, and this is one of those cases where I wasn't hugely familiar with the guy until I came across his obituary. Obviously, I've heard his songs at some point during my life. I mean, you've heard Gemini, right, by the Alan Parsons Project? That's him on vocals. He did all the vocals on the Turn of a Friendly Card opus. So yeah, I like me some Alan Parsons, so... Uh, Definitely a loss with Chris Rainbow. Come to find out he did have some solo stuff back in the 70s prior to his uh, little success there with Alan. Uh, He put out this song that uh, now has forever endeared himself to me. In 1977, he wrote a tribute song to Brian Wilson. And uh, Brian actually did hear it at that point and loved the song and even sent out a really nice message when chris died he died on february 22nd of this year Uh, he was 68 years old and he died of parkinson's disease very sad uh but like i said brian heard this song loved it and you gotta hear it it's uh, you know you're gonna say it's definitely you, you can hear the brian wilson influence it'll be obvious but it's just terribly beautiful so here you go this is the late chris rainbow with dear brian I would be remiss if my initial reaction to hearing that song is you would think that maybe, just maybe, obviously. And I would do the same thing if I was Chris Rainbow. But in the back of his mind, maybe he was like, maybe I can get a gig with the Beach Boys. Because, I mean, geez. I mean, that's got to be the best Beach Boys song they never wrote. So that that's my opinion. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. That was Dear Brian by Chris Rainbow. And uh, go go pick that one up. Yeah, uh, get to know Chris Rainbow. He was a he was a hell of a talent there. there. There's a vast array of basically sidemen on this episode. It's it's a big trend so far this year. It's really weird, but uh, you'll you'll see what I mean. And like I said, I mean no offense when I say that. It's just interesting that. There's just a lot of uh, session guys and and sidemen that weren't the front men or the lead guitar player on this episode. You- you'll see as we go on. Another example of that, like I said, I mean no offense. I know that sounds real shitty, but I-, I don't mean it to. A guy named Lou Soloff. He died March 8th at 71 of a heart attack. And he did some other stuff too in his life, but... Uh, His claim to fame was that he was a trumpet player. Oh, no, trumpets. Yeah, no. He was a trumpet player for Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you heard them on the radio, you definitely heard that horn section. So uh, no small contribution there. Uh, One of two instances on the show here tonight. I'm going to play something obvious because that's pretty much what I have personally. Uh, But definitely still spotlights the guy for sure. So for Lou Soloff, this is Blood, Sweat, and Tears from 1968 with Spinning Wheel.
2: What goes up must come down. Spinning Wheel, got to go round. Talking about your troubles, it's a crying sin. Ride a painted pony spinning wheel spin you got no money and you you got no home spinning wheels all alone talking about your troubles and you, you never learn ride a painted pony let the spinning wheel turn did you find the directing sign on the straight and show you the color Spinning with All your trouble by the river side. Ride a painted pony, let the spinning wheel fly.
1: From their self-titled album, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, from 1968. That was Blood, Sweat, and Tears with Spinning Wheel. Here's a fun trivia question for you out there, for you hard rock uh, geeks like myself. There was a band in 1995 that directly quoted that chorus from Spinning Wheel on their third album. Can you guess who it is real quick? Can you? Can you? Alright, time's up. Or you can pause and think about it. Uh, But on Skid Row's Subhuman Race album, they actually quoted, kick a painted pony, let the spinning wheel ride, on their song remains to be seen. So, a personal favorite of mine. So, maybe you never made the correlation before, so I hope you get a kick out of that. But there you go. That was for Lou. And rest in peace, Lou. Obviously, we can hear you very well on Spinning Wheels. So, you're going to be forever immortalized on classic rock radio and oldies radio and that's that's pretty cool if you ask me so uh here's another guy that can be heard quite a bit on the radio every day and he has now left us a guy named jimmy greenspoon he was the keyboard player and in the popular original era of three dog night there's also another beach boys tie into three dog night by the way uh, apparently Carl Wilson actually helped get them signed when they were a new band. So fun fact there for you, but back to three dog night. No, I'm not going to play some of your radio beatings cause I don't particularly care for them either. But you know, if you dig on some of those early albums, there's some great album tracks on there. So here's an example of that. And I'm glad I had this song because I think this one really does show off Jimmy's talent here as a keyboard and piano player. Off of their 1969 record, suitable for framing. This is Three Dog Night with Eli's Coming. Eli's
3: Comin'. Save a broken heart.
1: Some Three Dog Night there with Eli's coming from their Suitable for Framing record. That song was actually written by a singer-songwriter who is a favorite of both Paul Stanley's and Alice Cooper's. Laura Nero. Laura Niro. Is it Nero or Nairo? Monaco? Monaco? Yeah, alright. Laura Niro, I believe, is uh, what I usually hear people say. So, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That was for Jimmy Greenspoon. He died March 11th at 67 years old. Died of cancer. Very sad. Fuck cancer. Uh, You know, I referenced the the Beach Boys a few times already, including in Three Dog Night and also Chris Rainbow, but Jimmy actually did some sessions at one point for the Beach Boys. Uh, This guy was no slouch. I mean, he played with Hendrix. He played with both Beck and Jeff Beck. Who else can say that? Probably nobody. And if you know otherwise, let me know, because that's got to be a first. Uh, also, I mean, like, w- what other person do you know has also played Sessions with the Wrecking Crew and also the stacks guys? I mean, that's... He was definitely a heavyweight in the keyboard department, for sure. So, much respect and rest in peace, Jimmy Greenspoon. All right. What I'm going to do here on this next track, because I feel like, uh, you know... and. Not that I need to massively defend this, but I feel like if you know who this is, you might judge it beforehand, because uh, I I probably wouldn't blame you, honestly, and that's that's no disrespect, but uh, this person was not known for being a singer, even though he had a go at it, and there's audio to prove it. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the track. So you're going to take the Pepsi challenge here, and uh, I'll get back with you with all the info after the song. So, uh... Sit back and uh, check this one out.
4: You've painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Ruby, are you contemplating going out somewhere? Shadows on the wall tell me the sun is going down. Take your love to town It wasn't me that started that old crazy Asian war But I was proud to go and do my patriotic chore And though it's true that I'm not the man I used to be Take your love to town She's leaving now Cause I just heard The slamming of the door The way I know I've heard it slam One hundred times before If I could move I'd get my gun And put her in the ground Take your love to town For God's sakes, turn around
1: All right, there you go. That was a song actually written by Mel Tellus and popularized by Kenny Rogers in the first edition back in the 60s. Really cool song, in my opinion. I like it. It, it it's just it's kind of soothing even though it's kind of a serious song but uh that was actually leonard nimoy with ruby don't take your love to town so hope you enjoyed that and if you didn't it wasn't that long now was it but uh but seriously uh yeah leonard nimoy that was a huge death so uh, i had definitely have to include him here on this episode i feel like it's definitely valid uh, man, what an icon, a Hall of Famer, an actor, director, all that good stuff, author, what else can you say? Uh, but he died on February 27th at the age of 83, so uh, definitely lived a full life and was definitely adored by millions. So there you go, the most popular guy on this episode, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. So there you go, I like that. I, I, I almost kind of, definitely going for the serious tone of the song, you know, like, Yeah, I'm sure you've heard some of his novelty records, you know, like the Bilbo Baggins song and all that stuff. But I I wanted to play that one because I thought it was kind of cool. And if you knew that just listening to it, then you are definitely a super fan. Uh, Next guy we're going to talk about, he actually died on my birthday this year, March 13th of this year, at the age of 77. Uh, A guy who I wasn't familiar with at all. I have heard the names of the bands that he was associated with, and the bands that he basically had a hand in leading. Uh, but I, this guy, David Allen, and David with an E in the middle, D-A-E-V-I-D, interesting. Uh, there's nothing normal about David Allen, so that's that's another reason why. Uh, he was in the bands Soft Machine and Gong, and I, I recently read a few things about Gong, so I always meant to check him out, but... Uh, my hand was forced, and I finally listened to them. And whoa, if you've never heard Gong, that's an interesting band. This is only this is one of those bands that could have only happened, you know, in the late '60s, early '70s, because you really can't put one genre on them. Even though I will attempt it, you know, uh, I've seen them described as space prog. You know, psychedelic. There's a lot of psychedelic leanings there. Some freeform jazz rock. I mean, it's it's an interesting band for sure. Not for everybody, but if you've just heard it all and you haven't heard Gong, then definitely check them out. It's, it's not boring, and I actually really did enjoy quite a bit of the stuff I listened to. One of the first things I found just, you know, trying to get some, I always like to try to get some good visual references on these guys and stuff like that, but I came across a YouTube video of Gong playing live uh, on a, like in a TV studio or something like that in the early 70s. And they were playing this song, so I wanted to include it on here. So uh, definitely go look up the YouTube clip of this, it's, it's really, really interesting. So from their album Angel's Egg from 1973, this is I Never Glid Before. Right, some gong there for you. That was I Never Glid Before, led by David Allen there. That's him on lead vocals. Like I said, go look up that YouTube video because you can see him in all of his animated glory. He was definitely not boring to watch. So, you know, I know that's kind of the knock on prog bands or whatever you want to call it, that they're not very good live. But I can only imagine that David was extremely fun to watch. Uh, Gog definitely had enough of a cult following that they had. I think a few conventions and reunions uh at those conventions. So that yeah, so go go check them out. I like I said, I I recommend a listen if for those of you who just need some next level stuff out there for sure. All right, moving on here and uh, I'm going to play something for a guy named Mike Bacaro now. Now, for those of you hardcore rock fans and people that read a lot the name Picaro probably means something to you, and you definitely directly associate it with the band Toto. Mike Picaro was the brother of Jeff and Steve Picaro, and uh, even though he wasn't an original member of Toto, actually, he joined the band later. Actually, after Toto had their biggest run with their biggest hits, like Hold A Line and Africa and Rosanna and stuff like that, he winds up joining the band directly after Toto 4, so was never in the band at their you know, at their peak of popularity, to be honest, but uh, he joined the band later, and I know I just actually did, a uh, uh, Fergie Fredrickson, I think was his name, the guy that was one of the replacement lead singers for Toto, so, man, a uh, rough year for Toto fans, for sure, but, uh, yeah, and, and now it's just down to, uh, you know, Steve. Steve is the only Picaro brother left, because I remember when Jeff Picaro died in the 90s, it was like this weird gardening accident, that sounds... Yeah, that's a direct Spinal Tap quote, but, yeah, apparently he, like, inhaled some poisons or whatever, like, you know, when when he was doing gardening stuff, and that's how he died. Like, that's crazy, but that stuff does happen. Anyway, back to Mike. Uh, Mike was 59 years old. He died on March 15th this year, and he died of ALS, actually, which is—a lot of people know what ALS is now, more popularly known as Lou Gehrig's disease— and uh, uh just a sad way to go i was really nervous that i wouldn't find anything you know decent enough let's just say i mean no offense but you know i'm, I'm not the biggest toto fan in the world and especially like your your post 82 toto i i knew nothing about honestly but i found this track here uh from their 1992 record kingdom of desire which Definitely sounds like a back to basics. You know, everybody was kind of rethinking their thing in the '90s, and and thankfully this isn't like a grunge song or anything, because that would be really ridiculous if Toto ever did a grunge record. But uh, it definitely sounds a little bit more rock than you know the synth '80s stuff. And and also interestingly enough, uh, this is the last album that Jeff Picaro played on before he died. He like died like just after they finished this record, and I guess since. The Toto have been burned so much by lead vocalist, a longtime lead guitarist Steve Lukather, actually just said, "You know what? I'm gonna sing." And I'm sure that's how it went down. Like, screw this, I'm gonna sing it. So this is actually Steve Lukather on lead vocals, along with the Picaro brothers on the rhythm section. So here you go. This is Toto with "Never Enough." Check this out. <laughs> All right, there you go. For Mike Picaro, that was Toto with Never Enough from their 1992 record called Kingdom of Desire. Hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Yeah, it's pretty good stuff there. So, yeah, there you go. Rest in peace, Mike. I'm going to move on here uh, to the other side of the rhythm section, the drums. And this guy, Bruce Crump, once again, not a household name, but I guarantee you, you've heard his drumming so much especially if you were raised on classic rock radio or still listen to it to this day, you're going to know this one. I'm going to go really obvious for the track, let's just say, because and I think rightfully so. Not just because I don't have a lot of stuff by this band, but I don't think you get any better. And I think drummers all over the world have attempted this one at some point. You know, if I was really good on the drum set, this really sounds like a fun one to learn how to play because it's definitely not boring. And, uh, it's, I think the intro is definitely one of the most iconic drum intros of all time. And that's how I feel about it. But for this guy, Bruce Crump, let's just have him take it away here. This is Molly Hatchet with Flirting with Disaster. there you go some molly hatchet with flirting with disaster wmbc yeah yeah that's a massive classic rock for you right there one of the more obvious songs you're ever going to hear on rock strikes Ten. i don't do that very often but i really think that was apropos for bruce because i mean does it get any better than that as far as being like a drummer in a classic rock band uh yeah he died on march 16th this year 57 years old he died a throat cancer and, uh, even he was with Molly hatchet from the beginning from 1976 through 1991, their original drummer. And he definitely played on that song. And, uh, after he left the band, he, they said he did some real estate, but more importantly for me, he was actually a, a private drum teacher. So that's pretty cool. I wonder if, you know, I, I guess he must've had at least a student or two, or maybe their parents that were like, Oh my God, that guy played drums for Molly hatchet. Hey, maybe I can come in. Early one day, and you can get him to play that flirt with disaster lick for me, that'd be great. So, I, I bet that happened at least a few times, if not dozens and hundreds of times, potentially. But, all right, anyway, moving on there. Thanks, Bruce. Next guy here. Uh, this is, uh, you know, class speaking of classic rock guys, this guy, man, uh, this guy, Andy Fraser. And he was uh, a member of uh, John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. That's definitely an important band in rock history. But after that, he was also in the band Free. I mean, of course, the you know I think Free is uh, their contribution is definitely underrated. But uh, the thing about Andy, uh, no slouch for sure. I mean, oh yeah, he only co-wrote "All Right Now." No big deal. And you write a song like that. You don't have to work for the rest of your life. So that's pretty friggin' awesome. And that wasn't his only song that he wrote, but uh, I'm not going to play All Right Now. Like, you need to hear All Right Now for the 30,000th time. And I only played F- Flirt with Disaster because you probably only heard that one 10,000 times. So, uh, yeah, n- n- no no, no, bagging on All Right Now. It's It's a classic, but let's go a little less obvious for Andy here. He wrote another song here for free, that is pretty awesome and it's one of those songs most people probably haven't heard but you really should hear this one this is great so turn this one up turn it up loud for andy this is free with the (laughs) Steeler. In the future, if we ever have like massive cloning going on, if you're going to clone like the perfect rock and roll singer and front man, you definitely got to throw in a little bit of Paul Rogers DNA for sure, or else it's just invalid. Because, man, when that guy was on, you know, there's almost nobody better, right? So that, that's what I think. So there you go. There was some free with the Steeler, that song co written by the late Andy Fraser. And not that any of these other deaths, I don't mean to. Uh, take away from the the horribleness of all the other deaths but this one is especially heartbreaking Uh, if you don't know andy died march 16th of this year at the age of 62 and he had been battling cancer and aids at the same time and i believe he had been living with aids for at least a couple of decades uh, since the early 80s from what i understand so that just that double whammy, I mean, God, I just, I, I can only imagine. I don't know a lot of people that would have the strength to put up with both of those things simultaneously. Just that's some sad shit right there. So, all right, not that the whole show hasn't been sad, which is why I play music to break up a theme such as this. Uh, but the last song here on the show, going out with a on, on a good note for sure. This this one will put you in a nice mood here, I think. Uh, This is for a guy named Michael Brown. Uh, Michael Brown was a a British guy who was in a really cool 60s band called The Left Bank. They had two hits, Walk Away Renee and Pretty Ballerina. And if you know me, being the big Alice Cooper fan that I am, I'm definitely going to play Pretty Ballerina. Because uh, if you haven't heard Alice's version of this, it's on the Dirty Diamonds record, which is a great must have alice records so go check that out until then the original version here by the left bank so cool and this is a ra- bit of a rarity this is actually an extended version a rare extended version of this song because it's a pretty short song so there's a, a longer instrumental part here at the top of the song and you know i th- this one could loop all day and i'd be happy so one of the one of the great songs of all time this is the left bank here for michael brown who wrote this song also This is The Left Bank with Pretty Ballerina.
3: a dreary Sunday morning I open up my eyes to find there's rain and something strange within says go ahead and find her Just close your
1: there you go closing off the fallen of 2015 volume 2 episode that was the left bank with pretty ballerina that song is from 1966 way ahead of its time in my opinion and just looking up some info during that song actually come to find out that that song was actually written about the same woman that inspired walk away renee so pretty cool man she uh she must have been something else. I mean, he wrote two amazing songs just for that one woman. So pretty cool. That's the power of music right there. So rest in peace, Michael Brown. You were definitely a massive talent. And I referenced Alice Cooper's cover of that earlier. I also was once again looking up this song here. Come to find out that this song has been covered by a few other cool people. So I had to go check out all these cover versions. So that John Mellencamp's done it. The Eels the dickies. So, let's start there. So, I'm going to go look all those up after the show, and you should as well. Uh and before all that, I'm going to do some plugs here and get out of here. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Please go to rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com. We'll find the links to all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 ever, even the ones that iTunes have now deleted. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Facebook, rock strikes, 10 Twitter at rock strikes, 10, spell it out one word and, uh, yeah. Send me some comments, leave some comments on the Facebook, uh, what your, tell me what your favorite songs were, what your least favorite songs were. I don't care. I just, I just want feedback. I just want to know you're listening out there because, uh, yeah, I won't go into that diatribe right now, but, uh, coming soon here on rock strikes 10, some big things going on here. Got some fun shows coming up here, even though I I know I got one planned that is uh, regarding uh, something going on, all the shitty weather we've been having in Texas. So I'm thinking about uh, pretty soon probably doing a show about thunderstorms and floods and stuff like that. So that one should be coming up soon. If I can get to that one, I'll do it in the middle of the week coming up here. Right And real quick, I'm just going to update you before I get out of here. Uh, updating the concert bucket list. I saw Rush a couple of weeks ago and I'm seeing the Stones next Saturday. So I'm already scratching two off of the top 10. So yay me. And thanks to all those bands for coming to my town. So that's it. I'm going to get out of here. Leave it on a happy note. Yes. And uh, even more of a happy note, extra special thanks to pete and the guys from space beard for the awesome outro song you guys are great everybody out there please go to facebook.com slash space band and tell them that rock strikes 10 sent you until then have fun take it away guys